You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's been no bigger improvement, I think, than on the defense and their ability to stop the run. A year ago, Mm -hmm. the Bears were the second worst in the league at stopping the run. I think after Sunday, they've elevated that unit to fifth. There are a lot of reasons, statistical, that contribute to that. There are a lot of reasons when you have teams that abandon the run, uh, as the commanders did, that it will help your statistics. But, But, Dan, since Matt Eberflus took over calling signals, this does seem like a more aggressive, different defense. There are strides that have been made up front, and you see the takeaways on Sunday, beginning with Jalen Johnson, but not stopping there. How do you explain what's happening with the Bears' defense? Because all of a sudden, it has gone to huge liability to primary asset. Well, look, like you mentioned, it, they're top five in rushing yards allowed per game, but they're also second in rushing yards allowed per attempt. So that takes away situational uh, abandonment of the run by opponents that are playing from behind like the commanders and Raiders were. There's a cohesion that that is there right now, and it's undeniable. We talked uh, uh, you know, a week ago about the, the game that TJ Edwards had against the Vikings in a losing effort. Kyler Gordon's a guy who, like, Studs and I talked about this after the game on Sunday. You don't necessarily see him flashing all over your TV screen, but he he makes a difference. And since he came back from injured reserve, like, just having him in there provides a a level of reliability in there that, that allows things. Tremaine Edmonds, another interception on Sunday. You you just, you're starting to get that continuity and cohesion that's so important. And even without a front line that is, uh, you know, a a game-breaking defensive front, you're doing enough to allow your other guys to make plays to, to, to make teams, you know, really work for their yards. And, and that's a, a huge deal to go from 31st to fifth in one of the most important categories in the game. It's, it, it's a major, major, major accomplishment. And, and hopefully it continues because it doesn't feel like a mirage right now. Jalen Johnson did made the money sign celebration uh, after. Yeah, there you go. Colleen Kane wrote about it, David, and she asked me as she's writing her story. She said, "Is that called making it rain?" And I said, "I, you know, I haven't, you know, I, I negative connotations with that with the Pac-Man Jones saga. So I'm not going to try to answer that question because I can't, I can't do it with any sort of expertise." <laughs> sure, sure you can. Uh, <laughs> so 
but he he got to the end zone. 39-yard pick six. He needed that. Then he got a garbage time pick, which I think is, is still uh, – like I said, it's a, it's a line drive in the box score. So yeah. they count. He wants to get paid. He's been very open about that. He said he wants to go to the table. First of all, what was your reaction to him being as open and candid as he was? And secondly, how realistic is it that the Bears go to the table with just with Jalen Johnson? I would have been surprised if Jalen wasn't open and candid. Like that's his default setting. That's why from day one, uh, you know, remember his rookie season was the COVID year. And so we first got to know Jalen Johnson over Zoom press conferences. And I remember uh, saying to people at the time, like, man, we better not wear him out on these Zoom press conferences because he's so good and like we want this guy to be good for us for years he still is that way and he just tells you how he feels um he feels he's one of the best cornerbacks in the game the bears agree with him to an extent now they've got to find a number you know they've got to find a number that works for both sides and that's where it gets a little bit tricky now i've said multiple times i don't think it's so tricky that the uh ticking clock to the trade deadline on Halloween is something that's going to be like, Oh God, we got to get something done or we got to panic and send him elsewhere. Cause we don't want to lose him for nothing. Uh, the Roquan Smith situation, comparing that to Jalen Johnson's apples to oranges. And so I don't put the two of those things together, but now you've got to figure it out, you know, and, and basically the bears challenged Jalen. They said, we want you to prove that you can be more durable this season. Show us. We want you to make more plays, more splash plays, more plays that change games. Show us. Well, he comes back from injury. He has two pretty good games, and this this most recent one includes two takeaways and one return for a touchdown. And so he says, okay, I showed you. Now, 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 now show me, right? Like the old Rod Tidwell thing. Show me the money. It's going to be really interesting to see where these talks go. There is not – uh, deadline pressure right now. There's just not. The contract doesn't expire until March. The Bears can play the rest of the season out. They can have those conversations when the season ends. They can have them all the way up until the free agent market opens. If they so desire, I, know, I don't see this even being a possibility. They could franchise tag uh, Jalen Johnson, which is, I think is a little too expensive for who he is. It would be north of $18 million. The transition tag would be somewhere around $16 million. Remember, they used that on Kyle Fuller to get the Packers to negotiate his new deal with the Bears for them. So there's a lot of options here, and, and Ryan Poles doesn't have to feel um, burdened by deadline pressure because it's not there right now. It's just a matter of, like, let's let this play out. Let's continue to have discussions, and let's see if we can build a bridge toward common ground because I think everybody would be uh, benefit from and be very ecstatic about keeping this thing going. The Kyle Fuller comp is a good one. I think that they're similar in terms of what they meant to their respective defenses in Chicago. And certainly Kyle Fuller was a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback in his own right. And that's, you're right, they had a transition, transition tag on him and the Packers basically negotiated that deal. I look at the rest of the secondary. Tyreek Stevenson had a really good day. On Sunday, he was up against Devontae Adams probably more times than I expected him to yeah. be and and live to tell uh, and talk about it. So that was good. Kyler Gordon uh, is a quiet is a quiet cog back there that keeps things together. And his versatility is kind of an underrated aspect of that entire unit. I also have to mention this. The Bears released a video of him running onto the field. Did you see the, the, he, the flip he did? I did, did not. Oh, my God. I mean, I was worried about him pulling an oblique muscle. He did an absolute Ozzie Smith style for fans of a certain age. He ran. He jumped up, did a somersault, landed on his feet. 
That's insane because the, the backflip that I saw on Sunday afternoon was punt return Trent Taylor in victory formation when they took their final kneel, final kneel down to, to, to kill the game out. He did a backflip behind Nathan Peterman, and I thought to myself in that moment, like if you had told me when the Bears beat the Texans a year ago that their next victory would be Nathan Peterman taking a knee and Trent Taylor doing a backflip behind him here at Soldier Field, like I would have, I would have been like, whoa, what, how did we get there? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There, it was, so it was one that they can put together and uh yeah it was one of the most athletic things i've ever seen and, and i know he's probably done it before but it was a forward flip he just went vertical and did a whole I mean, it just it was crazy i was like don't hurt yourself don't do that i wouldn't want i would have a con- contractual clause it's not not to do that stuff before games yeah uh, uh carrie strug was that the carrie strug-esque there Wow, now you're dating yourself. See, I was thinking more Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm dating myself. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, I know. That's where my head goes. All right, so back to the Bears. Um, I, I do wonder about um, what what the deal is with Eddie Jackson. I know he didn't play again. I don't know if it matters as well as they're playing. Elijah Hicks is a name we don't mention a lot, and I think that says a lot about how, how quietly uh, consistent he has been. Jaquan Brisker had a lot of plays and he was a physical force in that secondary. I think he had – he was slow to get up a couple of times, Dan. He's, that's typically uh, par for the course for, for Jaquan Brisker. But this is a secondary that's playing at a very high level. Yeah, we were told on Monday that Jaquan Brisker was evaluated for a concussion and cleared. He did not have one uh, when he was down in the end zone late in that that football game. Look, I, again, like I can't say enough about the, the – like you measure a defense by how well you stop the run, how well you rush the pass. There's still a lot of room for growth there and how you play on third down. And the Bears, I think well, – I don't know what they were yesterday, but coming off the – Two for thirteen performance against the Vikings. You, you the the Raiders go two for nine. So you're you're making strides in key areas. And I had talked to Dave Borgonzi, the linebackers coach, last Thursday at Hallis Hall, and he said, "Look, like when you're able to set a tone by stopping the run, now you create." advantageous third down situations that make it easier to get off the field in those situations. The bears are doing that right now. 